So welcome to this time. Shall we pray? First, let us prepare ourselves for this time by being silent. To enable us to be present, to be open and to remain willing to the Lord. God of this universe, we worship you this morning. We give thanks to you and praise you, Lord. You love us. You are enabling us to love you. This morning as we spend time in your presence studying from the word, let your Holy Spirit guide us that you'll receive it. We'll remain responsible to listen to the Holy Spirit, accept your teachings, your words, and obey them in our life, O Lord. If we honor you, you will be you will honor us. Thank you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, Lord. Amen. With other groups, we were studying these days basis of a work. What is the basis for a working? <clears throat> the world is going through a very difficult time. Similar times would have been there, but this one is all over the world. Now questions are there. False assurance are given. Many people lose hope. Fear and anxiety is in most of the people. There is kind of pseudo-satisfaction or peace. Soon it will be all over. They are thinking like that. The prayer everywhere is for COVID to cease and vaccine to come. They ask them, why do you pray this? So if it is over, we can go back to our old ways. Is that why you also are praying? Waiting and planning to go back to your own old ways. People of God came to Ezekiel with one question. Ezekiel 33 verse 10. Son of man, say to the Israelites, this is what you are saying. Our offenses and sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we live? How then can we live? They were in a very miserable condition. Enemy has come around. Many have died or been killed. Starvation is in the country. There is not much food. They all came and asked, we are perishing. We are perishing. How then can we live? The question is very vital now also. You hear the news of many losing jobs, many industries closed down, economy is going down. Various difficulties are happening. How then can we live? <clears throat> What's the answer of God? He says in 11th verse 33 11. Say, say, to them, yes. say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather than they, uh, rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die? 
people of Israel. God doesn't want anyone to perish. He is loving. He wants people to turn to him. Return to him. Then how shall we live? 15th verse. 33.15 If they give back what they took in pledge for a loan, return what they have stolen. Follow the decrees that give life and do no evil. That person will surely live. They will not die. Return to the word of God and live by word of God. In obedience to the word of God, you will live. The God our creator has ordained how the creature must live. There is no other way of living. We all have to return to the word of God. In our pride or in our arrogance, in our ignorance, if you walk in another way, he says you will perish. But often in man there is a boldness. Proverbs 14, 12. Proverbs 14 and 12. There is a way that appears to be right. But in the end, it leads to death. Man sees the beginning very clearly. But he cannot see the end in the beginning. God alone sees the end from the beginning. And he wants that path is wrong. It will lead to destruction. But man thinks I can. I will. Jeremiah 10, 23. Jeremiah 10, and 23. Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. See, a mobile cannot direct its steps. Only the person who is holding the mobile can direct its steps. How can a human being direct his steps? Creature, created being. Only the creator can direct it. In another occasion, the answer of God was like this. Isaiah 30 verse 15. Isaiah 30 15. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The, the Holy One of the Israel says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. In returning. In repentance. And coming back to me is your way of living. But they said we will not. What is their answer? 16th verse. You said, no, we will flee on horses. Therefore, you will flee. You said we will ride off on swift horses. Therefore, your pursuers will be swift. What is the result? 17. A thousand will flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you will all flee away. Till you are left like a flagstaff on a mountain top, like a banner on a hill. How true it is now. At the threat of one COVID, all have gone in underground. Underground, closed within the rooms, cannot be seen outside. What happened to your business? What happened to your swift horses? Whole transportation is ground halt. We have swift horses, we thought. We thought our economy will manage ourselves. Economy is breaking down. We thought our job will take us everywhere. Our job is lost. Health at risk. Same thing repeatedly. Psalm 106, 34 to 37. 
they did not destroy the peoples as the Lord had commanded them, but they mingled with the nations and adopted their customs. They worshipped their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to false gods. Look at that. They were clearly warned by through Moses, when you enter, you must destroy the people, you should not mingle with them. They went in and mingled with them. The Lord separated us from the world and said, I am sending you into the world, you are not of the world. Remain separate. What happens? Completely intermingled and mingled with the world. Luke 13, 34. He replied, go tell that fox. I'm sorry. Uh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you are not willing. Look at that. <clears throat> the unwillingness to return to him, the boldness to reject his ways was there in man from beginning. The word is rebellious nature. The Old Testament, whole of Old Testament can be summarized in one sentence. The story of rebellion of God's people against God. Very few people only obey. After that he destroyed them completely. Only a remnant was left. Then he took the church, made it his people. This is 21st century. What is the story of the church today? Is it different? Rebellious. I will go in my way. They say, bless me wherever I go. I will go in, you follow me and bless me. That kind of boldness is there. Whatever I am doing, you have to bless me. I will do what I want, you must bless me. Rebellion. If you are praying that prayer, be careful. God is against such prayers. In the time of the Lord on earth, our Lord on earth, the crowd came with a question. The question was John 6, 28. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Oh, so earnest, so sincere, they're asking, Lord, what work we must do that will be pleasing to God? Tell us, is it to build a church? We will build it. Is it to donate so many money, so much money? I will do that. I had to go on as a missionary for some days, mission stations. I will go there. No, no, no. The background of the question is the Lord performed a miracle and the people came seeking him again next day. Then he told them, they asked Luke and John 6, 25, they came and asked the Lord. When they walked on the other side of hmm. the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Oh, they were seeking him so earnestly. But the reply of the Lord is 26. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Look at you did not come, you are not coming to me because you saw the sign and understood that I am the Messiah. You came to surrender your life to me. No. You ate bread and you want more bread. You want more answers for prayer. You want more healing. 
you want more promotion, you want more salary, you want to build a new house. You pray that all, that's why you're coming. Then he said, 27, 627. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For I am of our honor, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked what work we should do. What work is pleasing to God, acceptable to God? Before answering that, what will happen to man? Many work people are doing now. We will see that before we look at the answer the Lord gave. Shall we look at some other answers? Bible says, Psalm 127, verse 2. The first part of that verse. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. In Tamil it will be bread of sorrow, some of the translation. You rise up very early in the morning, go to bed very late, you're working and toiling so much, but you're going to eat only the bread of sorrow finally. What is happening? Where is satisfaction? Where is peace? Where is joy? Where is rest? Working and toiling, but there is only murmuring and grumbling. There is only pain and agony. There is only strife and quarrel in the house. Luke 16, 19. A man who worked or earned so much and lived so sumptuously. 1690. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. If you look at his life, you will envy him and say, We want to be like that. You have blessed him, Lord. But we see him where the Lord saw him. 1624. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Do you envy him now? See, what you see now is not what is going to happen soon. A way may seem right into a man, but the end thereof is death. How many of us are able to see what the Lord is warning and teaching? Genesis 32, 26. Genesis 32, 26. Jacob's story. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob is almost 60 years, 60 years now. And all these years he was doing what he wanted to save his life. On his own, in his own way, he lived in his own way. We studied as self-salvation ways. He has become very wealthy. We enumerate the blessings of that man. There is almost 26 blessings you can enumerate. Now, he is all alone at the river of Jabbok in the night, crying out to God, bless me. What blessing he wants? 
he knew that all that he had accumulated will not save his life. All his cunning devices will not help him. He wants a blessing now. The blessing that he wants is, he wants to become somebody different than Jacob. My name is Jacob. I have been cheating and living. I have been against God and living. Lord, change me. Sixty years, at the end, there is only agony and pain. In Noah's time, millions were living. They all perished. Only eight were saved. Lord's time, there were millions. They all perished. Only three were saved. Israel's time, Isaiah's time, millions perished. Only the remnant was saved. The world will be in the same condition when the Lord returns. Luke 17, 26 to 28. Luke 17, 26 to 28. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it, it, it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lord, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Eat and ate and drank. Now it is hotel and catering. Buying and selling. Now it is trade. Then building. That is now, what do you call that building? Everywhere they build new houses. Big business that's going on. Real estate. Real estate. Planting. Agriculture. Agri-revolution. Then marrying. Now marrying is pure entertainment. Marry anyone, anywhere, anytime. Throw them off and marry. This is how the time will be when the Lord comes. It's so today. So today. A grinding halt has happened for all this, most of it. Portals are empty. There is no trade. Nobody is building. Maybe agriculture is going on. All entertainment halls are closed. Occupied and preoccupied, but not ready to meet the Lord. Brothers and sisters, when you listen to the word of God, where are you? What are you doing? On the final day, our life will be tested. The way we live will be tested. Our work will be tested and the intention of our work will be tested. You need to study this. Romans 14, 12. Romans 14 and 12. So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. You need not give account of anyone else. You have to give account of your own life. Life will be tested. The way you lived also will be tested. Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, 
shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I will never, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. The lives were rejected because it was not lived as the Father wanted them to live. Our work and our intention of work will be tested. First Corinthians 3. 13 and 14. 1 Corinthians 3, 13 and 14. Each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. His intention of the work will be tested. 1 Corinthians 4, 4 and 5. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the art. Then each one's praise will come from God. Remember, your work will be tested. The way you live will be tested. Your work will be tested. The intention of your work will be tested. All expectations, calculations went wrong. Remember, free will God has given is accountable. If there was no free will, there will be no judgment. So judgment is inevitable. So what work we should do? How should we do? First of all, all the work in the universe is done by the Father God. All the work in the universe is done by God the Father. He who created is able to sustain. He asked Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? He doesn't need any help from anyone of us. Let us not think in that way. Now, if God is doing all the work, what is my role? What is our role in his kingdom? John 17, 18. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. We are sent. You must not forget this word. The Lord himself was very clearly aware of this. In John's Gospel, you will see this word used 50 times. I'm sent, I'm sent, I'm sent. So, we are sent as Father has sent Jesus Christ. <coughs> Same way. So, you must study <coughs> how Father sent him, how the Lord worked in this earth when he was on earth. That same way, same way. I'll read few verses. First John and then John's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, 
for whatever he does the son also does it in like manner twenty for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel father does the work all the work and he shows him the work that he is doing because he loves him the son watches what the father is doing and he does likewise i did not come to do my own will i cannot do what i want this is the attitude the lord had in 12th chapter of john 49 and 50 for i have not spoken on my own authority but the father who sent me gave me a command what i should say and what i should speak and i know that his command is everlasting life therefore whatever i speak just as the father has told me so i speak finally concludes his ministry saying father you gave me the authority you gave me the work you gave me the people you gave me the word i have finished the work then he tells us the father has sent me so have i sent can we go and do what we want many will say this is what i want to do this was my childhood dream brothers and sisters there might have been a time you were doing like that today it is you are here 2020 you must ask a question what do you want me to do now all these days you did what you want now you must ask what do you want me to do if you will not change your ways we will our work will be rejected the worker will be rejected so the primary foundation step for work is to return to the creator submit and start living according to his plan and purpose this first step is to return to the creator so the primary work we have to do is to believe in him 629 john 629 jesus answered and said to them this is the work of god that you believe in him whom he sent 28 you read that's a question we saw some time back then they said to him what shall we do that we may work the works of god if you are asking lord we are perishing what should we do now he says first return to me and believe in me believe in me means what does it mean romans 10:9 that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you will be saved two steps one believe in your heart what do you believe in your heart the gospel what is the gospel jesus christ died for my our sins i was crucified with him jesus christ was buried i was buried with him jesus christ was raised on the third day according to the scriptures i was raised up with him it's no more i but christ who lives this i need to believe in my heart and then 
confess to myself, to the world, and to everyone around, Jesus Christ is my Lord now. Devil was the Lord earlier, now Jesus Christ is my Lord. I have returned to him. This is believing in him. This is believing in him. Without this, the worker will perish with all his good work. Without this, the worker will perish with all his good work. After coming to him, that person will know the will of God and will be able to do the work appointed to him. Ephesians 2.10 Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He has prepared something for us to walk and do. We will know that. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Offer your body as living sacrifice means accept your death on the cross. It's no more I, but Christ. It's no more I. I am not in control now. The Lord is in control. He is my Lord. I am his slave, born slave. Joyfully and willingly I have submitted myself to him. When you do this, and then you separate from the world. Do not be conformed to the world. Separate from the world. Then your mind will be renewed. And you will begin. The inner changes will happen. Transformation. That person will know the good, pleasing, perfect will of God. See. If this is not happening, I am rebelling still. Rebel will go in his own way. His own way. You will never know what is the way of God. So the first step in believing is accepting my death on the cross. Then separate from the world. Renewal of mind. Transformation. Then I will know the good, pleasing, perfect will of God. God does not need helper or volunteer. There are no self-appointed workers in the kingdom. Acts 17.25 Acts 17.25 Nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, bread and all things. He does not need anything. He is the one who is giving everything for us. Don't try to become helpers of God. I want to do something for this poor God. Don't. This is rubbish. Let's not think about it. God has a greater plan to restore man to his original image. Romans 8, 28. 
And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. What is the good purpose he has in mind? 829. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Look at God formed man in the beginning, a perfect creation, the most beautiful creation of all his creation was man. He said, very good. But the devil deceived him and corrupted him. But God has a greater plan. He, the devil did not know the manifold wisdom of God. He will take this man, transform him, and one day he is going to make us stand before him without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Conform us to him's image. We were formed, evil one deformed us, but the Lord is transforming and to conform us. This is what God is doing in this great plan of God, long-term goal of God. We are given short-term goals. One is work. Another is preparing to work education, then relationships, various things. This I will call as short-term goals. Are the short-term goals in alignment with the long-term goal of God? He is working everything together for one purpose. Am I working together with him? Now your education can easily take you into the world. Your work can make you like the world. Your relationships can take you into the world. Now, whatever you do in eating or drinking, do it in the name of Jesus Christ and for the glory of God. Everything must be in alignment here. So God will be glorified through this. The same thing the Lord said in John 17, 21 to 23. Jesus answered and said to them, I did one work and you all marvel. Moses therefore gave you circumcision. No. 17 chapter 21 to 23. That they all may be one as you father are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you have gave me, I have given them. That they may be one, just as we are one. I in them, and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me. And you have loved them as you have loved me. Be one with him. Where I am, share my glory. Do you have this in mind? God is working everything together for one great purpose. His great desire is that we may become one with him and may be where he is and share his glory, this transformed, to present us gloriously before him forever and ever. Restoration of relationships, restoration of our image, kingdom of God, and his will. This will be done. All those who agree for that will be there with him. Everybody will else, everyone else will perish. 
the system that are operating in the world around us, almost all of them are under the prince of the world. The whole world lies under him. The lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. The, he took Jesus Christ to the mountain top and showed the glory and pomp of this world in a moment and said, It is given unto me, I will give to anyone who worships me. This is so attractive that we get attracted to that. Instead of staying with the Lord, we join with the world. In the beginning, the world was here. From the world, God separated people into the kingdom. And he created a barrier between this and said, you're not of the world anymore. But I'm going to send you into the world. You cannot mix with the world. You need to remain separate. You need to remain because you are the light there. You are the salt there. But what happened today is, yes, church is here, but it is inside the world now. Every value system is borrowed from the world. The systems that are operating in the world around are almost all of them are worldly. What we need to do is to separate from them. Read later, 2 Corinthians 6, 17 to 18. Come away, do not touch, separate. Counterfeit gospels are there, counterfeit Christ are there, counterfeit spirit are there. And it's so much is there now. The world trained you to be worldly. Worldly principles and values were placed inside you. There in the world, we sought knowledge. Knowledge has power, power to climb the ladder. Knowledge also has power to make wealth. Wealth is also to climb the ladder, to be in control. Together, this is used in the world and worshipped in the world as idols. Gentiles worship knowledge and wealth as two big idols. Christians also have started worshipping these idols. Knowledge and wealth to make you the kingdom and the kings. Rebellion against God is perpetuated. Knowledge and wealth together helps you to buy the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. And in the bargain, when we all want to climb the ladder, what happens? James 4, 1 and 2. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires of, for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not err. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. The evil one came to steal, kill and destroy. And when everybody wants to climb the ladder, there is big fight, competition, comparison and then conflict. We end up destroying one another. So separation is vital. The work God wants us to do is to believe in Him. 
Believe that he is the great I am. Believe that he is the great I am. Unless you believe that he, I am the great, the Lord says, if you don't believe that I am he, the great I am, you will perish in your sins. So the first work of separation is believe. Then you will say, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. If not, selfishness will control you and your life and your work. It will control you. There they believe, in the world they believe, abundance of possession is basis of life. Then, using the abundance of possession, they can buy what is highly esteemed among men. Then only they can possess the power and glory of the world and approve it. The, this teaching of the devil will lead to all forms of covetousness. The Lord rejected this philosophy completely. Luke 12, 15. Luke 12 and 15. And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Christians do not want to accept this teaching. Majority come to him for more bread, more answers for prayer, more miracles. Lord, abundant life is to have abundance of possessions, they say. They argue some of them. You might have no place to lay your head. But Lord, you gave a nest for the bird, a hole for the fox. So give me at least a two-storied mansion. You might have had no money to pay the tax, but is it not you who made Pharaoh rich, Caesar rich, Bani rich? So give me only a few millions. This kind of wrong prayer is abounding today. Let me become rich. What will happen? You will deviate from the path of faith. You will become proud and confident in your riches. You will do go all the way of evil and find it impossible to enter his kingdom. Do you think from there you will pray and he will deliver you? The answer is believe in him. Return to him. Before you set foot into the world, you must believe in him. From him, for him, you must live. All your movements must happen from the relationship you have in Christ. Return to him every occasion, every evening, and go out from him. Otherwise, you will perish. There are many places and many works where children of God cannot be. If you are in the wrong place, return to him and ask him. Then there are many works God has given. They are not done in God's way. They are done in the wrong way. You cannot be in the kingdom and live in a worldly way. In the kingdom, there is only way, the kingdom way, under the king. COVID is a great teacher. COVID time is a great time to learn. You are not running around now. You are not toiling now. You're not traveling now. You're not even working. 
but you are living. The worldly system is breaking down. Is the Lord shaking it? So that what will not be shaken will be established? The Lord knew he was sent. He did what he was told to. He never did anything on his own. Are we doing what he wants us to do? Unless we return to him, to his love, to abide in him, we will never experience contentment. So, when you re return to him, you will experience contentment. And then, you will become liberated. I think that's enough for the day. I think you will review your notes these few days till it becomes clear for you and you will accept the truth in your life, depend and return to Many of you may be involved in various works in the name of Jesus. You need to know whether it will be approved. Remember those who were rejected, believe that their work will be approved. Somebody asked how to renew the mind. LRS, we were teaching all this over days, how to renew the mind. It takes long time. By listening to the word of God, we allow the spirit of God to renew our mind. Renewal does not happen by our own effort, by the work of the Holy Spirit. So take time to enter in and if anyone of you are guided to join for an LRS, you can approach Samson, you can plan for it. It usually is for five days, morning 9 to 12, evening 4 to 7. All have to attend fully, you have to do some preparation. That's the time we review our life and bring it under God. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning time. You give us manna every day. And we'll be strengthened and built up in you through your word. We read the word, but seldom we assimilate it. Seldom it becomes part of our life. We pray, Lord, that your word will become our food. We learn to meditate on your word. And your word will transform our lives, O Lord. Come into each one before you. In this difficult time, the rest that you are given, we may return to you. Settle everything before you. Thank you, Lord. Come into each one before you. Each one. Have mercy upon you. The families may be built in. There will be great renewal and revival in our midst. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.